Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Part 2, The Sequel Continued. A podcast where we watch movies with our friends, discuss them, and then think up a sequel that no one asked for. I'm Roger. And I'm Xavier. And uh, just like every week, we have a special guest. Special guest, please introduce yourself. I'm Rachel Mangan, creator of a little series called The East Patch on YouTube. Hi. Hi. Uh, it, it, being humble, obviously. Uh, Rachel and uh, along with Twin Sister are making a new cartoon empire to replace <laughs> Cartoon Network's downfall. Rachel and I have worked on multiple projects together. A uh, very talented person, very good friend. Uh, we also had a weekend retreat to Provo, Utah together. We stayed in an Airbnb and it was very lovely. Let's that see. did happen, yes. <laughs> yeah. I really was hoping you were going to correct me in saying that your sister and your mom were there. Oh, well, <laughs> you know, those important details I really want broadcasted. It just doesn't feel right to not include my mother, yes. Of course. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, like Xavier said, each week uh, we watch a new movie. Uh, Xavier, you have prepared a one-sentence des- description of this movie. Could you please uh, also say the title as well? Go ahead. Yes, this week we watched Lily Cat, a 1987 Japanese animated ripoff of Alien, The Thing, and 2001 Space Odyssey all at once that promotes company loyalty over all else and focuses too heavily on a secondary plot point in order to shoehorn in a twist that was not only not clever, but annoying and didn't fucking matter. (laughs) Okay, I'd say you hit that nail on the head. Uh, Are we ready to start with the trivia? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. All right, uh, I'm going to ask these questions. Rachel, you're going to answer first, then I'm going to move on to Xavier, okay? No pressure, all right. All right, question one. In this animated movie, there is a surprising amount of named characters. Can you name as many as you remember? Oh, boy. There's Carol, uh, Hero. I think her name was Jenny, or it may as well have been. Um, Dular, or something of the sort? Uh, there was the captain. I don't think he needs a name. It was just captain. Um, Mingle, or as some called him, Hingle, and, um, Morgan. And there were probably a couple other generic names in there, but that's, that's what I got for you. All right. Uh, Xavier? Let's see. There was, uh, obviously, there was the Japanese one, Gyro. Um, there was the captain, Abraham Lincoln. Um... The Hong Kong girl uh, who looked like a Heather. Man, I really, no. I I can't remember (laughs) that person's name on this movie. So here's all the names that I have down. Um, Rachel, you actually said one that I don't have. Uh, I have Dr. Eris Mead. Okay. We have Hiro Takaji. We have Nancy, Morgan Scott, Lily the Cat, Jimmy, who was the kind of nerdy guy with the camouflage pants, Dorothy, who was... later explained to be over 200 years old uh dick barry carolyn uh rachel you said carol we also have walt guy watts and captain mike hamilton wow about 12 too many yes way way too many characters uh most of them i mean a majority of them do die spoiler alert oh my gosh spoiler alert i did it again uh so if you, the audience listening to this podcast, are interested in watching Lily Cat, that's L-I-L-Y C dot A dot T dot, if you're interested in watching this movie, and uh, there will be spoilers in this podcast, uh, I do recommend you pause the podcast right here, and then you go watch the entire movie, and when the credits start rolling, go ahead, start this back up, and you'll be all caught up, okay? Or don't. It doesn't matter. I... Despite what a lot of anime enthusiasts say, I would not recommend watching this movie. Is it popular online? Uh, yeah, it's uh really. It's described a lot like um a classic, cool action anime, sci-fi horror. Okay, now if I were to watch this again, I would I would probably want to watch it uh subbed. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Because the the English dub, I mean, this probably tr- translates to a lot of uh a lot of media, but the English dub really seemed rushed in a way that I wasn't I, like, I couldn't really understand a lot of what was going on. And that's on, that might be on me, but apparently the, uh, the Japanese version has a lot more content that was cut out of the American version. Apparently so. Yes. That would have been very interesting to know going in. Huh. Right. Now, now, Rachel, you did recommend this movie. Was there anything driving you toward it? 
It was older and I have never seen it before. That was the entirety of my decision making. That's completely fair. Uh, Let's move on to question two. In the beginning of the film, the crew of this ship is going into a deep sleep. For how long and what for, Rachel? It was for 20 years. I think it was to make up for the light speed they were traveling, maybe? Oh, no, no, no. Why were they traveling? Oh, oh, gosh. To to go to some planet far away. Okay. Uh, Xavier? Yeah, 20 years uh, there and then back. And it was to uh, survey some planet for some reason, for some corporation. Okay. Yeah. Essentially what I've written down here. Uh, oh, by the way, for the audience I, that I, I just haven't never, I've never explained this. All of the questions I write during the movie. So as we're watching the movie, I am writing the questions. The answer that I have for this is 20 years. Correct. Uh, um, to make their way there. And they arrive to a new, to, well, I should say to around the orbit of a new planet to scout for potential materials and resources to bring back to earth. Uh, question three, just before the crew wakes up, a chunk of space debris smashes into an external camera and then makes its way into the air ducts. What is it, Rachel? Um, what is the debris? Yeah, what was that? What was uh, that? I I believe it was um an alien in the form of some kind of bacteria that made its okay. way onto the ship. Uh, Xavier? Yes, it was a it was a big rock that had alien bacteria in it. Uh, did it hit a camera? Because I, I thought that whatever the hell that arm was just caught it and then dissolved it into their water supply for some reason. So it was like a claw that was just catching it. Yeah. It, the way the way it's shown in the movie does it does present as kind of a one in a million thing, but it is an external camera that is like recording a feed of debris that's like going past the ship, and we're seeing through a POV of that lens, and then this pod slams right into it and as it retracts back into the ship uh and turns to like orient itself you know back to where it can i guess in its resting position uh it cuts open a, an air duct an, a, like a part of the ac of the ship and the, the pod gets in uh to the air supply that way the, the answer that i have written down here is alien bacteria pod so uh <laughs> question four it is revealed that two people on board are not who they claim to be who are they rachel like, who are the people, or who were they actually, or just all of it? Or... Any, take your pick. Okay. Choose one. Um, Hero was not a company man. He was escaping um, crimes he was accused of, and the Australian representative was a detective who followed him into space to catch him. <laughs> Very, okay, yeah, uh, Xavier? Uh, yeah, that that was the uh, the whole little twist and secondary plot that they just kind of shoved in our face the whole movie that took precedent over an actual alien eating everyone mm-hmm. like <laughs> this uh, this australian detective who i don't know i don't did, did the japanese guy go to australia was this australian detective just a detective somewhere else like what i, I didn't really pay that much attention into it but um no yeah it was uh just two guys who didn't work for the company and you know the corporate office takes precedent over everything else Exactly. So uh, the the answer I have here is Hiro Takaji, uh, who was a criminal. Uh, He went into a whole backstory about he did murder three people who were essentially to blame for his sister's new drug addiction and uh, prostitution career. Um, And overdose. And then we have uh, the detective who's, I mean, his first name is Dick. So Detective Barry is Dick Barry. Uh, He's a detective who uh, uh, chased the criminal all the way into space. And froze himself for 20 years, which is like, huh? Anyway. <laughs> um, and all of that was, uh, of course, years later. yeah, delivered in just I... the most seamless exposition. <laughs> my favorite part, my favorite part is right after they're both done giving both of their spiels about, you know, that that subplot is the captain goes, I have a backstory, too. And like, he just he's just like, I- I'm involved. <laughs> He's like, how um, old do you think I am? Yeah. It, oh, yeah, because he, he calls the detective um, young. And he's like, oh, I can't be any younger than you are. And they go into, you know, um, actually, a ship that does interspace travel over, you know, decades. Why is it so surprising that any of them are older than they look? Like, anyway. Yeah, like, why was that, like, its own little twist, too? Also, can like... I say, it is kind of a cool 
idea, the the idea of um, time jumping to escape crimes. I kind of wish there was a movie about that. Don't you just? Uh, oh, wait, that's the movie Looper. No, 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 no. I can't. No, no, no. About space. They go into space. You see. Okay. No, it's completely. So different. it's not actual time travel. It's just wasting a bunch of time. No, to yeah. Escape you, a crime. you just sleep for twenty years, and then you come back, <laughs> and everyone who was worried about the crime you committed no longer cares. And also, most crimes, I guess, would fall under like a, a statute of limitations, huh? Yeah. Well, murder doesn't. No, but of course I guess it depends not. on where you are, but murder has no statute <laughs> of limitations. No statute so. of limitations for murder. That's, yeah, no. Uh, write that down, kids. <laughs> uh, so, question number five. Gun-toting Morgan Scott was the first to die. According to Dr. Mead, what was the official cause of death? Rachel? Was, was it uh, either, like, asphyxiation or, like, oxygen deprivation, something adjacent you to that? Lock one of those in? Uh, the first one. Okay. Xavier? Uh, I can follow the mountains of exposition they would throw at us. I'm just going to say a broken arm. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, the, that point's going to have to go to Rachel. The, the answer I have here is lungs full of deadly bacteria. Uh, mm. But in parentheses, I also wrote none that are from Earth. So that's cool. Question six. More of the crew is turning up dead, but the bodies are disappearing into thin air. <laughs> Why, Rachel? Oh, well, naturally, the bacteria that killed them absorbed just their organic matter, not their clothes, into its uh, conglomerate new body thing. All right, Xavier, can you top that? Yeah, it's, it dissolves their bodies, right? I mean, we see it happen to the detective guy, mm-hmm. but uh, then their bodies are just fully formed on this new creature. So, like... What was the point of dissolving it to then just kind of make it reappear? That's There's a also good point. an instance where two bodies were in like a weird pod kind of thing. Like uh, right. the, the monster pops up and then there's like the naked woman and the naked man and they're like in, in some like weird gel pod. So I, it, it, it dissolves your bodies just because. So yeah, uh, uh, it is explained to us later on. I, think, I believe it's a detective that says this. No, it's not. It's, uh, it's Hero. That, uh, here, that the says, medical student. says that the, bacteri- the bacterium causes the reversal syndrome. Their bodies are combining with the rest of the entity's mass, which it's, it's kind of a, I know it is animation, right? But the way it looks is it's controlling mostly their nervous system. But every now and then you do see fully formed versions of the previously alive characters yeah. in the mass. And then when the monster dies, it like goes through literally all 12 people who have died as their bodies uh, get changed. Well, hold on. For some <laughs> reason, you're, you're jumping ahead. Scream. Yeah, no. We'll, I, we'll get there. This, <laughs> the, the, the biology of this creature is, uh, <laughs> is, is all backwards. Okay, so question seven. After watching Lilycat get viscerally obliterated, the crew learns that the bacteria can eat its way through the ship's walls. What did they do in reaction to this, Rachel? Um, there were several phases of thought process. At one point, they, like, detach and explode part of the ship. And then later on, they don't really seem to care, and they're just crawling through all the holes and things it makes. Okay, Xavier? Yeah, I, I don't think the crew itself uh, was detaching the, those holes from the ship. Uh, I think that was the, the motherboard or whatever. Um, but, uh, they just, they don't, they split up and then don't do anything about it. Just following the wording of the question, uh, the crew does detach this area of the ship because they think that's where the bacteria still is. So to separate themselves from the bacteria, they do eject this section of the ship and it blows up in the distance. Uh, however, Xavier, you are right in saying that what we're going to call a software mother does do it for the rest of the movie. Uh, Oh yeah, Let's... there was a the big uh, explosion that I don't know. I was honestly a lot of this movie just confused. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, what's, what's happening right now? But uh, even despite the fact that every second of this movie they're explaining something, <laughs> something, right? Question eight: What is left of the crew came face to face with some sort of entity. What did it look like, Rachel? Uh, we did previously discuss this, so I might cut this short. I. Like, what did the bacteria monster look like? As in just yeah. the melted, just, just completed us... forms of different pieces of their friends? 
<laughs> right. Okay, Xavier. Um, it looked like your mom. Boom, got me. <laughs> uh, so what I wrote here was amorphous, ever-changing, taking on the form of different dead new crew members, which does, which does kind of resemble my mother. Um, so yeah, throughout the film, uh, we we sort of believe that the bacteria is taking the shape of Lily Cat just for a little bit. Like I, that's where the narration kind of leads us to. Uh, but when it's in its kind of monstrous form, it does have its own little toothy mouth, uh, and all of its little tendrils are what look to be a nervous system. Um, and every now and then you'll see a face of a crew member kind of morph into its own shape and, and back again. But, um, but yeah, essentially, yes, uh, my mother. Question nine. The computer program, known as Mother, provides an explanation for this question. What is Lily Cat, Rachel? Uh, it's an advanced technology meant to man and look after the ship. Do you want to give any other descriptions? Uh, that is a cat. Yeah, boom! It's a cat. Okay, <laughs> uh, Xavier. Yes, it's a uh, it's a robotic cat, android cat, cyborg cat. I don't know, whatever uh, any of those. <laughs> Uh, what I wrote here was a robotic cat, perfectly resembled, resembling the original cat that's been controlling the ship this whole time. It hisses constantly. For oh no yeah, reason. no, it's it's always in a bad mood for a robot. It's explained later uh, through some dialogue that whenever the captain discovers that this robotic cat is is in fact a robot, it's kind of a, a failsafe from the corporation that sent them into space to return the ship if the crew all dies, right? Because a robot doesn't need to eat. It doesn't need to sleep, right? So they, it would all, the ship would always have a captain that could bring the ship back in case of emergency. Uh, but for some reason, hey, it's it looks like a cat. I don't know why. I don't know why they did that, uh, but it does. So there's there's that. It also wouldn't just the motherboard of the ship. Right! It's built into the ship! <laughs> Sorry, I got excited. Question 10. After the bacteria claims the detective's life, and he dissolves away. Uh, Takaji finds three shotgun shells in the former detective's jacket. What does he suggest he does with them? Group suicide. All right, Xavier? Yeah, whenever he pulled them out, I was going to make the joke, time to kill ourselves, but then he actually put the shotgun up to the head. Yeah, like, oh. he, he <laughs> actually does it. And then we get a weird monologue from uh, who is Nancy, the blonde girl, who is wearing an ascot most of the film. Uh, She's also but, the daughter of the... President, president or CEO, whatever right. the company. Yeah. We get a weird monologue about how she she came into space to get away from the boyfriend that left her just to come back 40 years in the future to look amazingly young and shove it in the face of his new girlfriend who inevitably would be old. And it was like, this guy just suggested you kill yourself. <laughs> is this the conversation we want to have? So yeah, uh, and then the captain is obviously like, wait, I... I, we can't. Uh, you know what, what this leads into? We kind of. I wish you would have made a question about this, but um, you know, everyone of from the corporation brings like something with them. Oh, so, I like, did Nancy make a question cat, about this. Right? Actually, oh, oh, um, is it is it coming up? <laughs> so, question ten's answer is the three surviving members kill themselves. That is that is the answer. Uh, question eleven, Xavier. In the beginning, yeah. the captain teases that he always brings a good luck charm on trips like this. What is the captain's good luck charm, Rachel? <laughs> An entire space shuttle. <laughs> Xavier? Yeah, so at the beginning, you know, everyone, <laughs> they're kind of going on with everyone brought, the one guy, the first one to die, brought guns for some yeah, reason. because you never know. Um, Nancy brought her cat. Um, I think those are the only two they really dive into, but then, like, uh, one of the crew members is like, he believed these nuts bring in all this stuff, and the captain's like, hey, you know, I, it's been... 240 years, I still bring my good luck charm. And then at the end, after they're like, you know what, we're not going to kill ourselves. He's like, hey, I still got my good luck charm. They go down into like this bay to reveal a whole ass space shuttle. Right. It's, I'm obviously we're on like a really impressive futuristic space station, but Xavier's partner, Kristen, uh, made it a point to like say, like, the the corporation that let them go on this 20 year voyage also paid for a pod for the cat <laughs> but in the back of my mind i'm thinking but they also gave a whole bay dedicated to a space shuttle 
from what looks to be the 90s? Well, I, I, I'm assuming it would have been like the 80s, right? Cause Something. Not only did they dedicate a whole bay to this, because I, I assume on a giant spaceship like that, they have room, but they must have paid like hundreds of people just to load this fucking yeah, thing in, no, right? Yeah, definitely some taxpayer dollars went into putting this good luck charm on a ship. Jeez. So, uh, so yes, thank you for, uh, for reaching ahead of my questions there. Uh, so, uh, oh, sorry. So the scene, the scene is the captain's like, no, we can't kill ourselves. You two should go down to the planet and live the rest of your lives down there while I stop the ship from returning to earth with this monster on it or whatever. And they're like, what? No, all the escape pods were jettisoned by the computer program that runs the ship or whatever. And he's like, I shall have my good luck charm. So he takes him down there. He, he like lets him loose. He's like, you two go ahead. I hope you know how to fly this thing. You know, and he, he runs up to, uh, to destroy the ship in a matter of ways that he knows how. Uh, which leads us to question 12. As the captain stays behind to destroy the ship from returning to Earth, what happens to the giant bacteria monster? Rachel? He he sets it on fire, but then it latches onto the shuttle. Okay, Xavier. Yeah, so Captain uh, Abraham Lincoln, uh, as he's going to uh, to blow the ship, I guess he uh, he starts getting attacked by by the bacteria. Right, he pulls out a lighter that we haven't seen not the entire once. movie. Yeah, and uh, uses it to uh, to blow up the ship. And the monster, which was already trying to get onto the space shuttle, just latches onto that as it descends into into this uh planet's atmosphere and it burns up and you see is all the the bodies of the former crew members scream as it's burned off of this creature or whatever and then yeah that that's what happens to the monster and then we get to watch uh hero and nancy talk about freaking butterflies and caterpillars right before yes kind of just uh hint at the fact that uh they had to start a new planet and a new life with each other and Hey man, they're gonna bone, so they just smile at each other, and that's the end of the movie. What a perfect way to end it! <laughs> I um, I do want to back up a step because not only was the lighter random, since we never established he has a lighter, but it was also engraved with with love from yes. Anne, and we never heard about Anne. It's just another mm, spit take was... of exposition <laughs> they wanted to get in last minute. I was going to mention the engraving, but I did not remember what it said because I wasn't paying that much of attention. Right. Now, he even says it. He's like, I'm coming to see you, <laughs> and It was a very, like, uh, uh, Red Fox moment. You know, he grabs his heart. And is this, does this reference make sense to anyone? But I'm coming, Elizabeth! Does anyone remember Sanford and Son? Okay, anyway, no. that's all the questions I have for you. We've basically covered most of the movie. If we want to bring, uh, if we want to go back and cover some of the other moments that weren't touched on, we certainly can. You but the point... I Oh, go ahead. I, I do want to mention when when Captain Abraham Lincoln is like uh, four score and seven years ago it was two two hundred forty years ago for me. Um, he mentions how like the other crew member, the the redhead, he's like she's got to be a hundred and fifty, and then this woman's just like one hundred and fifty one. Actually, one fifty one. Like wow, what a fucking. Uh... She yeah, really priced no. is right in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that that's been sticking. Uh, that really bothered to you, me huh? for a while. Yeah, yeah this whole time. Like, why? Why even mention it? It's a one year difference. Who cares? <laughs> uh, Rachel, is is there any part of this movie that lives in your head rent free? I just, I really think we have to emphasize just how many extra useless characters were introduced, and how only really four mm -hmm. and a half were important. But we mow through like eight with no regard for who they were. As soon as they're established, they're dead. It just didn't matter. Who right. was the, uh, what was the name of the nerdy kid again with the camouflage Jimmy. pants? Jimmy. So yeah. Jimmy hated this character. <laughs> he would not shut up about the whole reason why he's on this 40-year voyage was to impress his manager. Right. So like, Jimmy was going through some sort of, uh, fi not financial uh, issues, but like, employment issues he really wanted to like prove himself he volunteered for this voyage to impress a manager that will be 40 years older when he gets back <laughs> that'll probably not even be with the well I'm, i don't know he might still be with the company but he's not gonna remember this freaking kid no so. <laughs> absolutely not um I especially now i especially like how he monologues about his backstory about the whole you know management drama and his work situation and then the captain who's the only one listening is just like yeah i know folks like you and then we just cut to the next scene yep yep 
Oh, it's during that scene when they're having that conversation that the, the captain is really like nonchalantly building a flamethrower. Two of them, I should say, actually. <laughs> yeah, he's building one for Jimmy. <laughs> well, he's building one for Jimmy, who does not use it and immediately <laughs> he, dies because he pokes he his sees head the into monster. a hole. Yeah, he sees the monster. He's just like, oh, no, I have a flamethrower. I'm not going to use it. And nope, then, not at all. Chomp. Uh, something they did in this movie that I haven't seen before is um, when you fire a shotgun on a spaceship, it sends you flying, which, okay, yeah, sure, fine. Oh, you know what? That 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 was like, okay, I guess. And they even make the point to be like, hey, uh, just because we have gravi- like um, artificial gravity doesn't mean that you can like blow a shotgun through the whole thing. But um, they they have to have like oxygen being pumped into the spaceship, and they're just running around with flamethrowers. Like, wouldn't that <laughs> spark a huge explosion that would just kill all of them like immediately? I mean, in, unless obviously it, the oxygen and hydrogen are are, are being that, that's like why whenever uh, like a fire starts in like a, a pressurized cabin for a plane, you can't open the doors. Like right. I mean, because it will just spread like in a second. So I don't know that it literally just just threw me off uh, <laughs> the the second I saw it. But yes. So we'll all have a lot of great memories of this movie uh, 40 years in the future whenever we come back to Earth. <laughs> um, but the point of this podcast right now is to build a sequel based on the falling action that we saw in obviously this movie. Uh, so, Rachel. As our guest, you got to tell us, how does the beginning of the sequel start? Well, it ends with Hero and, uh, what's her name? Nancy. Nancy, thank you. I was trying to think what sorority girl name was it. There's so many that sound (laughs) the same. Anyway, Hero and Nancy are talking about butterflies and the resurgence they're about to have being Adam and Eve on this new planet. And we got to pick up straight from there, cut a few months down the road. They have a little hut. They've obviously been getting super involved with the half scene that implied they're getting romantic together. You have to have the alien there. It's somehow a fragment of it survived. And I think since she was the president's daughter, you're going to have another ship coming to find them and, to you know, introduce 20 new people who can die right away. So that's that's got to be where we kick off. Okay. So, I mean, honestly, you not only gave us a beginning, you also gave us kind of an inciting moment. So these two land on a planet. They're getting comfortable in their new life alone uh, in I, what, what could only be described as paradise on a planet that we don't even know if they could breathe on yet. Uh, <laughs> but it has to be... Uh, it, right. Yeah. I, that was another thing. I was like, these guys look pretty happy to, to be going onto a planet they know really nothing about. It does have to be 40 years later. Because, you know, well, 20 years have to pass before they realize, hey, at least 40 years. Because 20 years have to pass before everyone's like, oh, hey, this ship never returned. And then another 20 years for them to get to them. Now, this that that is assuming that they don't have a technology that can send messages to and from. Uh, oh, I guess they wouldn't know if the ship is receiving messages or not. Well, I mean, the ship's destroyed, right? So right. if they could send messages like that far out, they wouldn't they wouldn't be getting anything in return. I imagine, um, I mean, it just, yeah, it, even so, like, after 20 years, this ship's supposed to come back with or without the crew, but it doesn't, so they're going to have to go find it, right? But it takes another 20 years to get there, so that's at least 40 years, which would make our main characters 60. Or at least near 60. Let's hang off on that idea <laughs> for right now. So let's stick with, it's shortly into the future, uh, maybe, Nancy's, Nancy's pregnant, right? Like Definitely. So Nancy's definitely pregnant. Uh, they've got themselves a nice hut. Now you did say that there was a fragment of the alien of this uh, of this bacterium that survived. How do they discover that? Well, how do they, uh, Xavier, give us a give us a big reveal? Well, for a second, uh, when Rachel was saying that, I thought I thought just like, oh, they they kept a fragment of this alien as like a pet. <laughs> <laughs> just the cat part of it she keeps lily alive as this amalgamation oh that's awful. oh yeah yeah it would take the shape of the cat huh no that could be it right uh <laughs> lily's kind of pregnant and kind of just uh goes off for a walk to think uh to herself for a minute and then lily cat appears and she's like oh lily cat and then realizes oh no lily cat died this must be the monster takes off running Okay. And I don't know where he goes from there. <laughs> so. 
so I mean this 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 alien planet could be full of anything, right? Like think of the movie Avatar. You everything has six legs for some reason. Um or it could be completely barren, you know? In fact, I I'm pretty sure they make it a point to say to Morgan Scott, the gun toter from the first movie, that the gun probably won't be necessary cuz most creatures on this planet wouldn't have evolved to be any larger than like a field mouse. Okay, so that's what the uh the creatures surviving on then. At least until Nancy discovers it. So here are Nancy in a hut. Uh, Nancy goes on a walk, sees Lilycat, and is like, I gotta get out of here, and begins running. What's, what's kind of the... It's obviously, we've presented the, the hurdle, so to speak. I don't know. In, uh, my, in, in my brain, it's kind of like a, <laughs> a done deal. They, they don't have any weapons. They've got nothing. Well, okay, that, that's what I was going to say. That's when she busts into the hut, and she's like, Lilycat, Lilycat's back. It's the monster. And that's when Hero pops up the shotgun that he kept and cocks it. And <laughs> he's, kept like, shotgun. he's kept those yes. three shells this whole time. <laughs> yes. And that's all he has for the whole movie. But he's like, time to be a hero. Oh, I get it because of his name. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Y- yes. It, depending on how long we take for the, for the intro of this movie to go, maybe we have like a, a, a montage of them uh, crash landing the ship, you know, kind of building uh, a base out of its parts, you know, constructing a home, uh, copulating their their pretend marriage that they now have. Uh, Nancy has to come to terms that she is getting with a triple murderer. It, it, and Hero has to live with the fact that if they ever get off this planet, she's going straight back to her ex. Of course. <laughs> at least to rub it in his face how hot she is. Uh, yeah. Lily, or I'm sorry, Lily. Uh, Nancy goes on a walk, finds Lily Cat, runs back to the hut. Uh, Hero cocks the shotgun, uh, give witty one-liner. Rachel, what happens after that? I'm I'm tempted to say we dive into a a time jump, and the company okay. ship is returning. You find Nancy and Hero's child, who's survived a brutal alien-infested world. And now he's got to help the company ship figure out what happened to President's daughter, his mom. Because otherwise, I don't know how you can stretch a movie out on three shotgun shells. Well, see, okay, I like I like that. I was going to suggest the same thing, like a time jump. And then the company ship arrives, only to find that, um, you know, this world has been uh, kind of ravaged. And then they run into Nancy, except it's not Nancy. It's their daughter, all grown up. That looks just like Nancy. And uh, come to find, she's only got one shotgun shell left. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so Nancy lived at least long enough to carry this child to term. Yes. Uh, in this 40-year future, 40 years in the future, is, is Hero and Nancy both alive, or is it just their child? I like to assume that it's just their child. Okay. Yeah, I I really uh, think Nancy would have gone first. Hero would have struggled on a little longer, and their kids all that's left. Gotcha. And has saved that shotgun uh, this whole time. See, now, I was I was uh, in the back of my head implying the other two shotgun shells went to Nancy. Oh, oh, for sure. He but, got what uh, he wanted all along, right? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. He... <laughs> no, I, I think I think Nancy got taken by the monster shortly after giving birth, and Hero had to like raise this little child by himself for a while, and then. Just came to the term that it was, it was pointless, that no one was coming. This creature's just going to devour them and anything else. And so he, he finally goes through shooting himself. And as, uh, I guess Nancy's daughter is going to be called Lily Cat because <laughs> Nancy loved that freaking cat. So, oh, that, yeah. Um, so Lily Cat is about to off herself as well until the monster appears. And she can't. She doesn't have time. She has to run. But she knows that shooting at the monster isn't going to do anything, so she keeps the bullet, and the bullet's for her. It's not for the monster. She's just finding the right moment. Oh, it's kind of a Jack Sparrow single bullet, you know, uh, one-shot pistol. This pistol, uh, this bullet's saved for Captain Barbosa, except this shell is saved for me. Um, yes. Okay, so at what point during this uh, this future does the rescue ship show up? Like, what do you mean? Like... How far into the future? No, 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 like... no, no. I mean, like, like, uh, you're painting a picture of kind of a last, a last stand, so to speak. Uh, you have Lily Cat, the human girl. Uh... 
just made myself laugh. Uh, Lily Cat the Human Girl is running away from this monster. She's got one shell left. There's less and less places to run. This creature, this bacterium, has been absorbing all this uh, all this organic matter from, you know, you, name it, small animals, you know, plants. Like, what's stopping it from growing into the size of the planet? See, um, in my head, you know, um, all that stuff that I explained about um, Lily Cat and Hero and, and the monster and offing himself and all that stuff is explained through exposition only after... It's the time jump, and we meet the whole new crew, all all twenty seven of of those crew members that are coming down to find <laughs> each of them Nancy. have names. Of yes, course. each of them have names and their own backstories. Right, and uh, and we slowly dive into all of that throughout the whole movie. So. But uh, you know, it 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 cuts from Lily. Right, it comes from Hero. You know, saying time to be a hero after cocking the shotgun. Cut to deep space. A ship slowly comes in the frame, and. That's when we start meeting all these crew members as they wake up, um, a lot like the original Alien. Right. And um, when they land, it just turns into Alien 2. So <laughs> most of this is just going to be a parody of Alien 2. But um... Well, that's, <laughs> okay, wait. That, brings so, up, yeah. that brings up a good point. I was going to say, as the ship comes right when we have the time jump, we need to introduce at least one and a half more totally different plots that are going on. So you have the action movie on the planet. Some sort of espionage needs to be introduced with the ship. Do, do we stick with corporate loyalty again? Actually, or? hold on. I've got it. <laughs> the president's other grandchild is on the ship and oh. he, he doesn't want, uh, he doesn't want Lily cat, the human woman uh, to, to survive. Uh, oh, he, for the inheritance. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, so word gets back to Earth. I, I guess, and the Moon. There was a short thing in the in the first movie about how people are have colonized the Moon. But yeah, it's so the her, I guess, cousin. There's nothing to say that it's not a cousin, <laughs> but I'm gonna go ahead and say cousin. Uh, her cousin wants the inheritance that the president gained from this notoriety that his little girl went into space to go scout a dangerous planet and never came back. Right. But now this cousin has gotten word that uh, Nancy had a daughter and it, he's there. He's there to make sure that she doesn't make it back to Earth. How would he find out that Nancy had a daughter? I, well, no, I, he's, I just, he, he's just, they may not know he, she died, but if, if there's right. any chance yeah, Nancy I, was in stasis or anything, he just has to make sure this bloodline is done. Right. Yeah. Okay. That makes that makes a little more sense. Yeah. He's Everyone is in the dark about off. this. Uh, yes. No one even knows what happened to the original ship. Oh, another plot point. A lot of chunks of that ship landed on this planet, and they use some of the materials to turn into bladed to, to weapons. build their little hut. And then, <laughs> oh yeah. They can make weapons out of it too, and and that yeah. they've been surviving off of the cafeteria food as well. Right. A lot of Salisbury steaks that they have to uh, rehydrate. Um, oh, you okay. know what? We can we can make a reference back to Shark Side of the Moon. Maybe Nancy and Hero were living out of the space shuttle the whole time. <laughs> oh, maybe. I mean, that's a great hut, to be honest. I mean, hey, it worked on Shark Side of the Moon. We're kind of coming to a head here. Work together to kind of paint a climax. Okay, so um, I like the idea that Nancy sees the monster as Lily Cat. And still names her daughter Lily Cat. <laughs> so yeah, this crew, they, uh, you know, they come across Lily Cat, and they're like, "Hey, what's a cat doing on here?" And then immediately just see it turn into a monster, start eating them. They start blasting away. Anyways, they start blasting, blam, 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 blam. And blam. then, um, so yeah, they got to survive. And then out comes Lily Cat, the human, and she kind of like helps the few survivors uh, uh, cumulate and 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 try to fight back against this monster. She's like, oh, you guys have weapons. Maybe we can kill it because I'm not using my one shotgun shell on, on the monsters for me. <laughs> but Lily, we um, have more shotgun shells. <laughs> she's like, yes, but this one, this one's mine. And so, yeah, and then we slowly just keep watching um, crew members die because they're not listening to, to Lily Cat the Human. And, um, and then she meets another Japanese guy. Uh, we're going to call this one Gyro. And, um, and she falls in love, and uh, uh, so now her main objective is is to get back to to Earth, not only for this inheritance, but to uh, 
to live a life out with Gyro. And meanwhile, uh, her uh, cousin, her yeah, her, her, would, her would this be Nancy's cousin or would this be like her her distant cousin? Like, well, I'm gonna go ahead cousin. and say I'm gonna go ahead and say that Nancy had a sister who had a son. Okay, so right. it's gonna be Lily Cat, the human woman. It's gonna be her cousin. Okay, so the, meanwhile, the whole time the cousin's like, yeah, we gotta survive, but he's really he's wait, really wait, 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 to... wait, wait, Rachel. Okay. Uh, Name the cousin. I she was she was Nancy. I think the cousin has to be some he's he's Fred. <laughs> okay. Uh okay, so Fred, uh, you were going to say something. Go ahead. I think a gesture of greed has to get him killed towards the end. Like maybe Lily Cat is the human woman is excited to see she has some living family. And he manipulates her throughout a little bit, but he, the more she tries to save him, the more greedy he gets with trying to reclaim his inheritance and, you know, sabotage her survival as much as possible. So something he does to try to cement his place in stone gets him killed, like, right before everyone hops aboard the final escape ship and gets away. I mean, it, it would it would kind of just be, you know, like, he takes her final shotgun shell, turns the gun against her, and she's like, she's like, Fred, what was it, Frank? Fred? What was Fred. It? Fred, yeah. Fred, okay. Uh, Fred, you don't know what you're doing. Please give me the gun back. And he's like, yeah, I've waited so many years to get to blah, 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 and whenever I'm done with you, I'm going to go back to Earth, and if that old crockpot of a grandfather we have isn't dead, I'm going to do it myself. And then from behind him, the bacterium, obviously grabs him from behind and lifts him up into the air and uh he drops the gun lily cat the human woman can grab it and run off and that's how he dies mm. or or maybe what if- to uh to reintroduce the first movie's random cyborg cat element maybe a way to keep lily cat the human child alive since hero was a medical student maybe she's a cyborg now and he tries shooting her but it's part of her metal are you telling me that in the third act of this movie we find out that th- that Lily Cat the human woman <laughs> is part robot? Is part the Lily Cat robot? Oh my gosh! You need you need a third act reveal, right? Sure, but usually that's hinted in the beginning. Well, I mean, you know I was what? gonna Does say it... not in this movie. Yeah, doesn't it's not needed. Uh, it'll be explained in the Japanese version. The US, <laughs> they're gonna cut some stuff out that we're gonna miss. So they obviously they escape, right? They get off the planet. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I did like my idea earlier that I kind of threw away. That was the bacteria grows into a planet-sized organic thing. Ooh, and it's kind of that you know uh, the Millennium Falcon escaping the jaws of the the moonworm kind of thing where they get to the ship and everyone you know is firing away but they realize that they're being surrounded on all sides and the ship takes off and and uh the the burners on the back of it kind of singe whatever tendrils were you know were coming after it and uh as they get out of orbit they 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 you know look through a porthole or whatever and they realize that the planet itself has gained sentience oh you know there has to be some obsessed scientist that thinks this is some endangered beautiful creature and as soon as there he realizes it's the whole planet, he's just enamored and ends up dying because he's just in it's awe. Beautiful. I mean, honestly, we're gonna need need a lot of named characters, <laughs> so there's there's one more for the bucket. Yeah, him and the psychologist. That as soon as they see Lily Cat, the human woman, for the first time, just exposits exactly <laughs> what happened through her childhood. Okay. So we just need one guy whose only job is to carry um one of those uh safety blankets. <laughs> Those emotional one of those like silver <laughs> like reflective safety blankets yes yeah. um and he's just putting it on everyone constantly <laughs> <laughs> until the very end he also survives and he's just wearing it himself <gasps> the lesson he learned was that sometimes you have to take care of yourself what a character arc <laughs> yeah okay so rachel and i hate to do this oh man but as a guest you do have to recap our sequel Oh, geez. Okay. Um, we see Nancy and Hero briefly living out their paradise life when Nancy finds her beloved Lily Cat, which she quickly realizes is a monster, and runs back to 
the uh, the tent, probably in the process of having her child, when her husband says, not today, I'm the hero, cocks it. We time jump to the ship arriving with greedy company cousin determined to uh, cement his place as the family heir. Who knows what the company's in doing 40 years from now, but here he is, determined. They find Lily Cat the Human Woman as a barbarian surviving this rugged style in this brutal world full of a bacteria creature. Quite a few, at least 20 people, die as uh, Lily Cat falls in love with some random Japanese crew member who's there, and uh, they immediately lock eyes, and there's there's no hope. There's romance. And Cousin is greedy. He shoots part of her cybernetics with her last inherited shotgun from her dear father, who committed suicide himself and just always wanted the same for his little girl. But she doesn't get the <laughs> chance because he shoots it at her, hits the metal, creature from behind sucks him up and his hopes of inheriting the company, and she flies off with her uh, future husband to go home and show her mother's ex-boyfriend that she was still pretty after all. Okay, okay, so you, <laughs> you're tying the mom's revenge story <laughs> in uh, with, with Lily Cat, the human woman. Cool. The, uh, those are the images that play over the credits. Uh, yeah. Anime, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, shows, that's beautiful. Have, like stills. <laughs> yeah, just, I love that. Uh, this this robotic woman with half her head uh, hanging on. Put what? it in this old man's face. The guy's got to be like 90. He's like just <laughs> sitting in a wheelchair. He's like, ah. Who are you? What's happening? We got to name the movie, though. Lily Cat uh, 2, um, The Human Woman. Lily Cat, <laughs> Lily Cat 2, The Human Woman is the name. <laughs> See, for, the whole time I was thinking Lily Cat, The Next Generation, because oh. it is the next generation. But just playing off of, you know, naming conventions. But uh, if we can top. If we can somehow top Lily Cat the Human Woman, then I say go for it. No, I, I think Lily Cat the Human Woman is spot on. <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be really fun for you to make a, a poster out of. <laughs> yeah. Hey, maybe uh, Rachel can make this poster. Um, I didn't sign oh, up. Yeah. For that. Yeah, Illustrator Rachel. Oh, um, so just like every week, uh, I did write three pitches. Three possible pitches, just in case maybe some of our ideas flopped. Uh, and pitch number one is 20 years after the first film's events, following Nancy and Hero as they have built a life together on this alien planet, uh, now they have two children and a weird alien pet. Their simple life is interrupted as they stumble upon a crashed space shuttle identical to the one that they landed in. Inside were their own dead bodies. The mess really hits the fan when another of the exact same ship enters the planet's atmosphere. It's all a government time loop experiment in my mind. That's how this movie would work. Oh my gosh. Uh, pitch number two. Immediately after the events of the movie, following a mangled but still functioning, functioning Lily Cat, the robot, who survived the ship's destruction, but is now floating through space at mock speeds. Are you are you two with me on this? Do you understand what I'm Wait, saying? So, I wrote this on a... so it's just a movie yeah. about the cat's robot body floating in space? Yes, okay. <laughs> uh, does, it, does it run into the whale shark from <laughs> I I wish I had written that. Uh but thanks to a beacon built into the robot, it is interrupted or sorry, it is intercepted by an unmanned space drone and taken back to Earth. Its memory banks are reviewed and it is rewarded with a robotic purple heart. <laughs> But during its repairs, a strange pod is discovered in its chassis. Ooh. And then obviously that, Earth that has to deal does with the sound, bacteria. That does sound a lot like Alien 2. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then pitch number three, Nancy and Hero take on the obvious roles of Adam and Eve, and the rest of the film follows the sequential events of the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> As um, you do. Yeah. Well, uh, that, that was a, that, I'd say that was a really, really solid episode. Rachel? Yes. That, that's when you respond. Thank you. Uh, and thank you so much uh, for joining us. We do uh, immensely appreciate it. Uh, you were a blast to have on the show. I'm, I'm really happy with uh, your engagement. Did you have anything that you want to plug? I know you're working on a thousand things. You're probably the busiest person I know. Uh, but if you just want to 
uh, kind of run through those really quick. Oh, I'm not as busy as I make it sound. That's just to impress you. Now, if you uh, oh. if you follow the uh, YouTube channel, the East Patch, we're always making new trailers and casting calls and mini series and that kind of jazz. So anything I'm up to, you'll run into it there eventually. Now, say it slower for the dumber audience. The East Patch YouTube channel, youtube.com slash C slash The East Patch. Not me writing it down. <laughs> um, uh, Xavier, did you want to do any kind of housekeeping before we uh, say goodbye? Yeah, so um, if you go to the Instagram, that's Instagram, uh, we're part two underscore pod on there. Um, you will be able to see clips from or little screenshots from this movie. Uh, as well as a mock-up poster we're going to make. Uh, if you guys enjoyed any of this, I think this is probably the most straightforward sequel we've, we've done. Cause yeah, normally honestly. We'll, we'll go unhinged. But um, yeah, uh, if, you're, if you're enjoying the, the show so far, this should be episode six. Uh, just be sure to, to tell a friend. Um, if every single one of you tells someone, that uh, doubles the audience size, right? Um, and then, you know, just uh, if you want to, give us a, a rate rating on any wherever you listen to this spotify or apple podcast or google i guess ratings help us get out there as well and um a big oh, thank subscribe you. there we go oh yeah well obviously subscribe yes <laughs> yes and thank you for listening and thank you to peyton pedkiss for our intro and outro music uh incredibly talented incredibly talented person uh who did in all definition of the word he did um not choreograph help me out here what's the word compose compose he did compose a theme song for (laughs) us so uh we do appreciate him and obviously thank you for joining us uh i hope you had as much fun as we did and we'll see you next time on part two the sequel continued all right and then we play the price is right music (laughs) right here